Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. San Francisco, are you ready? Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host, Raymond Salisa First, baby. And our esteemed co-host, Old Man Davis. Boom! Boom, 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 boom! Boom, boom! Boom, boom! All right, so 49ers lose eighth game in a row, 30-17. Let's move on. What a bummer. Um, Trent Balky in the news today. This was on November 14th. Yes, it was like last week he put this in, and I know, Ray, you posted this on the Facebook fan page, but Trent Balky said to blame him, not ownership. We've seen this kind of thing kind of lobbied not only at Trent Balky, but even definitely at Jed York. You know, we've had family some family of ours just, you know, r- run Jed York through the ground as if he was coaching the team as well as owning the team. But Trent Balky kind of came out and said that, you know, they've given us all the money and all the support, and it really falls on his shoulders. Uh, what did you think about that, Ray? I think it's right because this personnel is just not good enough to win any games. And even though Chip Kelly and his staff is far superior than what we had last year with Jim Tom Sula, the roster is just not equipped to do, gosh, anything. I mean, you're, you're they're one in nine now. I mean, Balky said this a couple of weeks ago, but it's still it's still something that's been echoing throughout the course of the entire season. Just because a lot of us thought that the Niners, because because the roster was somewhat the same. You you lost a couple of guys, but on offense particularly. But you thought we thought coming in that things were going to be better because the staff was better. And usually the staff can take a roster that you know that was five and eleven that year, and usually they can do something a little bit. You expect them to do to improve because it's like all right, well the staff's better than last year's staff, so five and eleven shouldn't be the case this year. But, in fact, it is. So we're going to the bottom of the barrel. If it wasn't for the Cleveland Browns not winning at all, we would definitely be there. Although the number two team is, you know, it's still one win just isn't doesn't isn't I, saying I, much. I really thought we were going to be going getting closer to eight and eight. I'm really surprised. And um, I think that, you know, uh, one of our good friends, uh, Pete, diehard Raiders fan, as as old man Davis clearly is. Uh, was actually telling me that he didn't he didn't even think we he thought he thought we'd do about as bad as we are and a lot of 49er fans told me that going into the season I just didn't see it I thought the pundits did too yeah I guess I guess I got it wrong I mean I guess I guess so I mean we're just so faithful hashtag we are I guess I mean I I just the point is what what Chip Kelly wants to do and what Jim O'Neill wants to do, the personnel is just not good enough to do it. It's not that the systems are bad. It's that they're just too, they're too good for, for this roster. That's what I think. That's honestly well, what I think. Well, there's not enough weapons to execute what they want to do. I mean, you know. No, Chip- and Eric Reed is now gone for the season. So there's another, the another <laughs> starting defender gone for the year. To just add to the, I don't know, it's like the sixth or seventh player that's been injured from the starting yeah. lineup. I mean, yeah. Jimmy Ward's back in the lineup now, but 
it's it's not making much of a difference because he just doesn't have a whole lot of support out there. Old man Davis, what do you think about the situation now as far as him taking the blame, uh, Balky taking the blame as ownership? Do you feel Jed is in any way responsible or does it truly, truly fall onto the shoulders of Trent Balky? Um, for the record, uh, old man Davis is uh, in the bathroom right now. Uh, former head coach uh, Tom Jim Sula here. Uh, just filling in for him until uh, he gets back. Well, welcome back to the Goldcast. We, we were excited to have you on. We're glad you're back. So tell us your feelings on everything going on. Uh, I think Trent's doing a great job uh, running this uh, ship to the ground. Uh, tremendous job. Uh, he hired me last season. I was able to uh, have a better record than uh, the current 49er uh, team this season uh, under Chip Kelly. But, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm really relaxed this season. I think this is probably one of my better seasons uh, coaching uh, the game. Are, are you with a roster right now? Um, My fantasy And also, um, I don't know if you uh, play Xbox or uh, Madden. I'm uh, I'm up there. Uh, I probably did far better than um, um, some of the uh, some of the other uh, kids out there have, have, have played the game. <laughs> Oh, uh, but anyways, um, let's uh, let's let's stay focused. Get back on track. Let's get uh, let's get uh, let's get back to forty nine football. Uh, you know, uh, it's a great game, great game. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, you know, one of the greatest, if not the greatest. Uh, I was able to uh, talk to him, and um, he uh, he signed one of my uh, he signed one of my footballs, uh, and my controller, uh, for my game set. I uh, I think. Uh, what we Did need you to show focus. you how to hack the game so you could win all the time? Um, in fact, uh, he showed me all all the plays um, that that he was uh, able to confiscate uh, from Bill Belichick, who confiscated it from uh, the eye in the sky, uh, known as video. Yeah, 49ers um, are probably uh, going to um, regret having Trent Balgi as the responsible GM that made the 49ers who they are today. He's picked some solid free agents over the years. However, his draft picks are subpar average. I'd like to just... I still think he's on the, the hot seat. Yes. To add uh, uh, further that uh, he's just uh, he's not cut out for this game, uh, if not cut out for the red and gold and the legacy and tradition that uh, uh, the greats like Bill Walsh and Eddie DeBartolo have uh, brought to this organization. So uh, let me uh, get uh, Old Man Davis here. Old Man Davis. Old Man Davis. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, Tom Jim Zula. We're really glad to have you back on the Goldcast. Always, always, always nice to hear a familiar voice. 
Thank you very much. OMD in the place to be. He fall in the can or what? I think Old Man Davis fell asleep again. I'm just Old Man Davis here, coming back from Mexico City, and I feel great. <laughs> I bet. Are we talking about the red and gold? Are we talking about silver and black? Because the only thing that matters is the dime that goes with the quarter and the nickel. That is silver. You know, your AFC West uh, Raiders team, you know, let's let's just jump right into this because this is something we wanted to talk about today. The only thing Have I want to talk ex- about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, old man Davis. Yep. Let, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about players, teams and owners. The best thing that's got this silver and black going is old man Davis, ACDC and my son, Mark Davis, Reggie McKenzie. You're in last. Because that's the way the color goes. We're talking about how you build a franchise the right way. How you build teams. How you build structure. How you build a solid roster that's ready for greatness. That is the Oakland Raiders. Which includes paying off the refs to sway the game in your favor. Paying off the refs. I think you might want to take that back, Ray. If there's anything three, three, three bad spot calls. Three. If there's anything one, I know. One, one time coincidence. Two, three times. That's a fact pattern. <laughs> that's a fact. I love that Ray. Ray going for the jugular. I don't, I don't pay for the calls. I play dirty to get the calls I want. They are the dirtiest team in the game. Still have the most penalties. Okay, Still. let's just talk about. Oh, a W is a W, and frankly, a it's been no weeks. Question. I don't know how much longer I can last until I see a W for the red and gold. But we're not talking about them for this minute. I'm going to talk about how the Texans let the game fall out of their hands. Sure did. Talking about an overpaid Brock Osweiler quarterback who stands as tall as Manute Bull. That's a beanstalk. And Bill O'Brien, who should have thrown the red flag or at least kicked a field goal to get some points on the board, but instead chose to punt. That's not right a ball, and that's not how you win games. Well, he should have challenged the first bad spot where the running back clearly got the first down. They spotted it backwards. He doesn't challenge it. Then they go for it on fourth and inches. They get that first down. They... Pull the, they pull the spot back on that play, and then he challenges that one, which was less obvious than the previous play. So it was back-to-back bad calls from, obviously, these refs are in the pockets of the Raiders. So, <laughs> this, uh, obviously. You know, I'm going to give you when, boys. Like I said, back-to-back. And that's and there was another one in the third quarter, too. So it was, just, it was very disappointing to see because they had a lot of momentum to win that game. They played the Raiders very well. But in the end of the game, you can't beat the refs. You and you can't, can't beat the Raiders. <laughs> Ray, why don't you go swallow a whistle? I want to send both of you guys. Somebody did because they weren't blowing it. Satin black jackets with the Raiders insignia and emblem. 
right on the chest. Did you see what your son was wearing tonight? Did you see that jacket, the white one with the AFC on the side, the big I A? I, I, I in was, fact, did. That was that was clean. That was yep. that was pretty clean. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like the Raiders. We all know 49er faithful. Don't be fooled. The 49er gold cast has no love for the silver cast, for the silver and black. But I can admit when a a clean jacket when I see one, and that 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 white that white jacket was clean. Mark actually stole that from my closet. Uh, sure, he did. And I told him not to wear it, but uh, though it is. The prodigal son will return. I think uh, this Oakland Raiders team this season is poised. Is poised to go up against the likes of a Tom Brady and New England Patriots. There's the question. Now, you guys have the same record. Both of you guys have high-powered offenses with smaller defenses. I think you're one of the, you're the only team I feel like in the AFC right now that can actually get in a shootout with them and win. We're going to talk about predictions, predicts a little bit later, but I just want to go yeah. down the list of teams that don't have a chance this season to go up against the likes of a Tom Brady other than the Oakland Raiders. Here. I'm going to sit name off the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nope, I agree. The Baltimore Ravens. Nope, I agree. And maybe Beanstalk Brock Osweiler. Yep. And the I think they've Texas. got enough juice to win at least one to two two playoff games, but that's about it. When when you when your defense is in the twenties and you're you're thirtieth in the league in yards allowed, you're thirty first in the league in passing yards allowed. You're 25th in the league in rushing yards allowed. You're 22nd in points allowed. That Those kinds of numbers will not take you far into the playoffs. And that's not an indictment on the Raiders personally, obviously. But that's just statistically that's how it ends up. But you can't go in there I, like with a New Orleans offense and expect to, be, to win it all being a one-trick pony. But here's the problem. Here's the problem, Ray, is that this, is, this year has been the anomaly to every other year. And we've talked about this a million times. I keep talking about... I've talked about so many gold casts before that the high powered defenses of this decade are a direct result of the high powered quarterback led offenses of Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and uh, Peyton Manning from the last decade. High powered offenses with high powered quarterbacks. And this, this, this decade has saw it started with Harbaugh. He started the trend that the game manager running the ball half the time, ta- reducing, reducing the amount of, weight carried on quarterback shoulders and super high powered defenses. This season is the anomaly. This season we have the opposite. This season we have nothing but high powered offenses and no defenses. Like I think in the AFC in particular, defenses are not very strong. And while I think Denver's definitely has an amazing defense, I think that I don't know if they have the offense that's that is I don't know if they can make a run. And really outside of Denver and you know Kansas City too, I I just don't see another team that has enough of a defense that's going to be that's going to make it to the playoffs to get. I think we're going to have nothing but shootouts in the AFC, and I think if it's nothing but shootouts in the post, I think the Oakland Raiders have a, a legitimate chance to go all the way, and at least and at least to give New England a run for its money. I don't give them a game. run, but you got to remember New England, despite despite being a more of a high powered offense, they. They do rank considerably higher in every statistical category over the Raiders, including being the third-ranked defense in the NFL with points allowed. That's pretty significant against a high-powered 
offense that they're going to be facing in the playoffs, clearly. If if that's if Pittsburgh gets in there, which is another high powered offense, but it's a little bit of a it's a little fragile between Ben Roethlisberger and uh, Le'Veon Bell. Ben, and, and for the, and the Ravens season, are it's twilight years. As, the what the Ravens? I'll say the Ravens are just as flip floppy. That that's a, that that the AFC North is a complete toss up right now. I have well, no the Ravens have they don't have enough offensive weapons. They're 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 great on defense and they're they're high, they're a high ranking defense, but they just. I don't trust Joe Flacco. He's kind of a one-hit wonder, and a lot of that was riding the coattails of a very good defense, much like Russell Wilson, although Russell Wilson, in my opinion, is a better quarterback than Joe Flacco is. He just makes a lot much better decisions. Well, he's more dynamic. He has more weapons at his own physical disposal. New England defensively is kind of middle of the road this year. They're 17th in rushing yards. They're 15th in passing yards. They're 17th in yards allowed, but they are third in points allowed. So... That, to me, tells me that this is a defense that bends but doesn't break. So that's going to—I'm curious to see how that matches up against the Raiders because that might be a case that they're obviously going to be really challenged against an offense like Oakland because it's so high-powered. You have two good, really wide receivers. You have a three-headed running back game, and you have a really good stout offensive line. So that's a combination where this defense might bend— and actually break at times. So uh, that, that'll be a good matchup if it ends up that way with the uh, the seeding and the matchups. Okay, I wanna, I, I'm tired. I'm tired of you guys. You guys are, you guys are bo- bleeding my ears out right now, okay? Well, let's talk about the Derek Carr, all right? Today's game, tonight's game in Mexico City, 21 for 31. 21 of 31. 295 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. That's a poor day. That's an average day for Derek Carr. He's put up better, far-reaching numbers than that. And he certainly can do that against the New England defense on any given day. Every quarterback has their ups and downs, but I promise you this. We will show up. We will ride victorious into the night. We will take off that moon in the sky. We will reach for the stars. We will take the gold that is in the sky. We will strip the gold that belongs to the red and gold in the Bay Area and reclaim our dominance and prominence in the Bay Area, that is the silver and black, heading out to Las Vegas, still in Oakland, still in California. Whether you like it or love it, we're here. And you better enjoy it while it's still here because there are no such things as miracles other than that is the Oakland Raiders. AC, DC, are you ready? BC. Oh my God, you son of a bitch! Ugh, God, uh, here's the thing: I, I, I don't, I don't believe the Broncos have enough offense, and I just don't trust Andy Reid in the playoffs. He, he will, he will give you. We, you know, we said this last week. You know, 49ers can't get past 30 minutes of football. Well, Kansas City can't give you more than 16 games of of, of a season. They can't. They 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 they're 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 a team that will fall will can and will fall apart in the playoffs. Can Kansas go to the Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't think they can. They he literally every single time Andy Reid has proven that he cannot make it get it done in the playoffs. And I really don't see anybody. The Baltimore Ravens are are don't have enough. The Pittsburgh is a mess. The Houston Texans are whatever. 
I mean, the, it really looks like the AFC West is going to send three teams to the playoffs, and the only team I think that can hang with Oakland Raiders is the New England Patriots. I hate to admit that, but it's kind of the truth. They're the two best teams in the AFC right now. I want to really uh, just, uh, uh, you know, never uh, forget what we're here for. Number seven. I only wish that man the best of luck. That man deserves uh, a, a chip on his tooth of gold. Okay, that's about as that's about as gold as it gets for him. That man needs he needs a pat on the back. He needs a buddy. And if there's anybody here on the gold cast that wants to be his buddy, raise your hand or even give him a call. Maybe shout out his name when you're at the game. That has I, uh, been the real prediction of this season. The downfall of the second half of this season. And it all will let rest on number seven's shoulders. I think he's getting actually better in that system. We still need to draft a quarterback. I want to draft like three of the world's largest linemen first and then get a good quarterback after that. Um, and um, I'm not done yet. And if Chip, You're never done. If Chip Chip Hooray <laughs> still wants his job, he better come up with better offensive schemes than that because defenses are reading and wishing that they could have more offenses like him to just tear apart. He's going to be soon chip, chip, go away. Well, they don't have anybody that's dynamic that can really, just like Chip was saying at the end of the press conference this past weekend. And he also clarified because the pundit media pundits, they love to stir up hoopla, hoopla and controversy, thought that, Chip Kelly was taking a knock at Balky, which he said he wasn't. And let's be honest, there haven't really, aside from that one rumor that came out in like October, which is more of some, which is more of someone's opinion. I think, I think and that's 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 like colleges trying to test the waters. Yeah, and they said like, oh, Chip and Kelly are butting heads, and and that and we only heard that once. I mean, when Jim when Jim Harbaugh was here, we heard that that was like the ongoing rumor all constantly. And we haven't heard that at all this season, other other than that one time in uh, mid-October. And we really haven't heard a peep before that. We haven't heard a peep after that. So I really think that the truth of the matter is that these two guys do generally get along. However, Valky has not filled the roster with dynamic people enough to really open up the field. So the really good offenses, will, like, the, like the Raiders, Amari Cooper demands double coverage. Even Crabtree uh, is dynamic. So... When you have players that can stretch the field, like even with New Orleans, you have Cook who can stretch the field really well, and that demands double coverage sometimes, which will then give you single coverage across the board for your other wide receivers, and somebody's going to get exposed on that single coverage. That's just the name of the game. There is no shutdown secondary in the NFL. No such thing. You usually have one good guy, you know, but the you know the Deion Sanders are long gone. There's really nobody that's that good, and I don't suspect we'll see anybody anytime soon that's that good. But the point I'm making is we don't have anybody that can stretch the field to give us no. that counterbalance to make the defense to keep the defense on their toes, keep them honest. We just don't. And as a result, you see a lot of times Colin either has to throw the ball away, and that's the other part of it too. Colin misses throws too. On the open guys, he overthrows them, underthrows them, or 
just makes a bad throw. And every quarterback does this, but Colin obviously does it a little bit at a higher frequency because he's just not a, an efficient passer. He just isn't. Unless you unless you give him some dynamic weapons to work with, he's not going to thread the needle like a Drew Brees or an Aaron Rodgers. He's just not, or a Tom Brady for that matter, or a Derek Carr for that matter. But if you give him the right tools that can stretch the field, he will find a way to get the job done. But he's not a guy that's going to make those players better. It's kind of the opposite, where they compliment him more so than he compliments them. And that was what was key and essential during the hardball years when he was quarterback, was that he had players around him. He had a solid defense. Now he has nothing to work with. And we only now see what the 49ers wish that they could have, a quarterback like Derek Carr. Let's move on, Rudy. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, before be- Moving on. So before we move on to our next, next subject, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the fact that the gold cast will be expanding in January, we will not be going. Traditionally, what we've done the last uh, several years in a row is go off air or lightly touch on the playoffs, and then we kind of take a break. The Goldcast will not be doing that this year. This year, we're going to be expanding and covering the Warriors and the Giants. There's going to be more on that later, but we just kind of wanted to. I kind of want to start setting that tone that come January, the Goldcast is not going off air. And we'll be moving on to cover the other two major teams of the, of the San Francisco Bay Area, the Warriors and the Giants. So uh, stay tuned. We're going to have more on that. We're going to be changing and growing uh, the gold cast. It's going to be expanding and uh, there'll be more information, more news, more looks uh, as we head closer to January. So be on the lookout for that. All right. Next, gentlemen, we have got our playoff predicts. Play off predicts all right raymond break down where were we we're now in our third week of predicts where, where are we at we are we in so well so old man davis on the afc side he's picked the raiders in new england on the nfc side he's picked dallas and seattle you have selected new england and baltimore and then on the nfc side you've picked dallas and atlanta and i myself have gone with new england and kansas city on the AFC side, and then on the NFC side, I've picked Dallas and Seattle. All right, there we go. So, old man Davis, you've been leading the charge on every week on the playoff standings. Who do you got this week? One more team for the AFC, one more team for the NFC. Let's make it happen, baby. So what do I have here? I got the Oakland Raiders, and I got the New England Patriots. Is that what yep. I hear? I'm Correct. going with my third team, the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Because what not better than to see two teams of the same team face each other? Face each other. They're going to play each other? Only one team to win the AFC Championship, and that would be the Oakland Raiders. So they're so good that they get awarded two playoff spots. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's been that long. They've been that bad for that long. I think right now... I want to say the Baltimore Ravens look the more stronger team. However, the Pittsburgh Steelers, given the rest of their schedule, may pull out this one. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers on the assumption that they stay healthy and they continue to play championship ball, which they've 
know how to do. All right, all right, all right, fair enough. And and then the NFC, you have the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Man, this is a tough one. But uh, I'm going to go on a stretch here. I'm going to say the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. yep. It's not something that yep. I wanted to agree with Rudy. He just happens to pick it before I did the week mm-hmm. before. But I know in uh, talks uh, outside of this recording, that was a pick that he got from me. So uh, you're hearing it. You're hearing it first for the second time from Old Man Davis. There it is, Raymond. Let's go with your picks. Who do you, who is the third entry into your AFC playoff predicts? Well, despite tonight's horrific outcome i'm gonna put oakland in the mix there because their record can no longer be ignored so on the nfc side you know between actually between your pittsburgh and ravens pick i don't think that's a terrible pick but i i would not for you know from based on what i'm seeing i just would not trust i don't trust pittsburgh's health this year and an, an injured Ben Roethlisberger is very different from a healthy Ben Roethlisberger, despite the fact that an injured Ben Roethlisberger will still elect to play. And the fact that Ben Roethlisberger can't die. Yes. He's literally the Jason Voorhees of, of, of football. Ben Voorhees. He's Ben Voorhees. Exactly. And Tom Brady is kind of like the Freddy Krueger. He just... he. He haunts your nightmares. Yes, he haunts your nightmares. <laughs> so, but but I don't trust Pittsburgh's health this year. I would rather t- I'd rather put my money on the Ravens. That. And the, the the only reason why I'm doing that is not only because of health, but also because they're undefeated against their division, whereas Pittsburgh has already lost a game. So, but they have struggled. Uh, the Ravens have lost every game, uh, every NFC game that they've played well, this year. Hold on, Raymond. But you're 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 choosing two for AFC. It's only one for no, AFC. No, I, I no, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm oh, just you're giving. I'm just giving some two cents on those teams. Got it. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. So got it. my pick is Oakland. Then on the NFC side, uh, I'm actually going to go with the New York Giants. Ooh. Mm. So you think the NFC East is going to send two teams? Yeah, I, I think so. Arizona think- still has a losing record right now. The Rams are not going to go anywhere. Atlanta's probably going to win their division, but I mean, we'll we'll save that. I do I love that Detroit is atop their division. I, I don't know. I got a soft spot for Detroit for whatever. I think because I, I always enjoyed Barry Sanders, but um, it's nice to see them on top. The, Vi- the Vikings have kind of tanked after going like starting like what five and zero. I remember Louie was talking about that when he, uh, earlier in the uh, season. Props out to Louie. He's in Rome right now. But uh, I, the, he was talking about the Lions earlier in the year. and uh, I mean, about the Minnesota Vikings because he was talking about how strong they looked. And I was like, I do not believe. And, I, and then I watched Minnesota a, cu- a couple games, and I was like, holy shit, this team is pretty good. And then, uh, and then, they, then, they, went, then they realized they were the Minnesota Vikings and went shitty again. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is the team I expected. So. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, what state are you from? That's right. That's there right. We go. 
Exactly. I was more surprised about their success and far less surprised about their downfall. Their downfall felt right. Their success did not. Yes. That that there I I don't know what I don't know what it is about that stage just 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 does not seem like it's all that exciting. It'd be like uh, the Montana antelopes. <laughs> the Montana antelopes, and they're a hockey team. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're choosing your Oakland Raiders and the New York Giants. Ooh, yeah. So your Giants are seven and three. They're not too far off from the Dallas Cowboys, and a lot of it is because their defense is playing really good this year. And they're starting to hold opponents, and you know Eli Manning's starting to hit his stride. Yep, yeah, ODB has been coming into his own as well. Even though he he didn't have a great game this weekend, he's on my fantasy team. I traded for yeah, him. Yeah, between him and San Antonio Brown, you know those are the two best wide receivers. Amari Cooper is definitely up and coming. Yeah. Good damn. Boy. So here we go. My predictions. I am in agreement with you, Raymond. That. Uh, this is the week that the Oakland Raiders cannot be denied, and I'm putting them in as the representative of the AFC West for the uh, for this year's 2016 AFC playoff race. Yeah, they're they are the zombie team of the league this year. You have your yeah. Jason Voorhees, you have your Freddy Krueger, and then you have your team that has somehow reanimated themselves. The Walking yeah. Dead. You yes. have The Walking Dead. Yeah. You've you want to just, uh, there. you know, just drop your pride. Eat your medicine. Never. Drink your medicine. And know what's Never. good for you. Oakland Raiders make plays. And that's how we win games. That's how you win games, baby. Just win, baby. Just win, And baby. then for the NFC, I had the Cowboys and the Falcons going in. And I think the other team that I despise can no longer be denied, especially after that impressive victory last week against New England. The Seattle Seahawks are going to represent the NFC West in the National Football Conference playoff race. That is my playoff predicts. I'm sticking to it. Make sure you got it down, Ray. Boom. You said so so you're adding Seattle into the mix? I'm adding Seattle into the mix. No, 100%. No question. Okay. Yeah, they can't be denied. They're going in. Seattle's best. Seattle's best, baby. There we go. All right, gentlemen. Moving on to our final segment of the evening. It's all about that money. That Kermit. Green. That cabbage. That AstroTurf. Celery. Spinach. New York Jets uniform. Relish. Moolah. Eagles uniforms. Shamrock. Packers uniforms. Lettuce. The inside of my nose. Boom! All right, gentlemen. So we will be in Miami. Miami. We're going to be in Miami playing the Dolphins. What do you guys think the line is? Old Man Davis, guess the line. What's the line? What do you think? Just off the top of your head, what do you think it is? Five points. Five points. Ray, what do you say? I say 10. Ooh. Ray, you're closer. Uh, it was eight. It's eight. The Miami Dolphins are eight-point favorites. <laughs> why are they? Why are they? <laughs> either like uh, a very young Latina woman over there in the southeast or uh, 
or a kitty cat. <laughs> Miami. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They're eight-point favorites. The question is, do you take that bet? Ray, do you take that bet? Miami. I think, I think so, even though the Niners have – you know, vastly improve their running game the last couple games. Them going cross country after two, well, <laughs> let's be honest, after nine straight losses, going up against the ninth ranked rushing offense in the NFL. I just don't trust them. They're also eighth against the pass, so they're facing a top 10 passing defense. We were ranked eighth earlier in the season, eighth. Now we're ranked 14th, so we're kind of a middle of the road passing game. But that bodes well against Ryan Tannehill because he is not an efficient passer. He's still got a lot to learn. The Miami Dolphins, make no mistake, do have a winning record. However, they are far and away from being an elite AFC team. However, um, yeah, with, uh, with, with the rushing game and that passing defense, I think that'll be enough to take care of the 49ers, as you don't really need that much to take care of the 49ers these days. Ooh. Oh, man, Davis, do you take that bet? Take the over. Take the over. Oh! I won last week. You did. Nobody talked about it. You guys want to push it under the rug? I continue to bring money inside people's wallets if they listen to my bets. It's true. Every that is true. I, I played the optimist just because I can't stand Tom Brady and I wanted to see him lose. And I was hoping some kind of miracle would come out. And it lasted for about two quarters. It two did. Well, like like it normally does. It normally yeah, lasts exactly. about two quarters. It's my only two. disappointment will be that I will not have made my season prediction Which of is their what? win-loss. What was it? I have a bit of amnesia right now. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> he doesn't remember at all. I don't remember either. Well, if they win all of the remaining games, I will win my prediction. Six but and ten. I highly doubt that's going to happen. And I think you're just guessing now. Uh, Raymond, where can they find us? You can like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash 49ers Goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at 49ers Goldcast. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher. That way you can get notifications on the spot when we go live to the public. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Support the show. Support the articles on Facebook. And uh, shout out to all of those who continue to consistently like and also consistently participate in conversations. I really do appreciate it. I do oversee all of that stuff. So a lot of times, even though the the rest of the crew here does see those conversations, however, I am the one that you are directly responding to initially. You sure are. You are talking directly to Raymond Solis the first. Uh, thank you. Please support us on our Facebook fan page, on I, uh, on Twitter, and share, like, share, like. Please, please, please. We're we are we're so thankful for the amount of listeners that we have, and we just want more. Raymond, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ray Solis, R A Y S O L I S. Awesome, and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter. And Instagram, Rudy Solis third, Rudy Solis three R D. Old Man Davis, where can they find you? You can find me at home. 
Well, there you go. That's it. There you so, go. He's at home. Soon to be in home. Las Vegas. That's I'm right. Vegas, trading baby. these uh, Carolinian Panthers I purchased. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to take real good care of these kittens. So much they'll be able to take care of themselves. And if and they get out just... of line, we're going to spank them. He's just riding high, just riding that giant wave from the Oak, from Oakland to Sin City. All you right. want to see this smile? It's thick with nothing but pearly whites. There A lot go. of the Raider fans looked very, they looked elated, like it was like an astonishing elation, like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Because it's been like, what, over 10 years? Yep. So. Well, it's been, it's been over 30 since our last Super Bowl win. I can't wait till we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of a losing season year after year here on the Red and Gold cast. Yeah, we'll see. So concludes another edition of the 49er Gold cast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Solis III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Solis I, baby. And our esteemed co-host. Old Man Davis. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. <laughs>